Diva Cup is the world's number one menstrual cup, here to save you from changing your tampon every couple of hours. It's easy to insert, comfortable, and it'll keep you protected for up to 12 hours. Enough time for a couple more episodes of this show. Just saying, get a better way to period. Head to shopdiva.com and get 10% off a Diva Cup with code RADIO10. Conditions apply. Welcome to OSSB Inside and Out, a podcast about staff member and alumni experiences at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Each week, we interview someone from the Ohio State School for the Blind about their experiences. Now, here's your host, Brendan Hamblin. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we've got um, an OSSB parent uh, who I, well... A band mom, <laughs> and whatever else you want to call her, um, Jenny Kupski, who I consider one of my band moms, really, I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> Hi, one Brendan. of the only ones. Hello, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. So, let's get down to business. <laughs> All right. Um, first question. I can find it here. There it is. How did you, or yeah, how did you initially hear about OSSB and what made you decide to send Maddie to the school? Yeah, it's, um, it was actually Lori Kaplan, um, who reached out to me and, um, she is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know if Maddie's name got into some kind of uh, you know, database or I'm, I'm not really sure how she got our info or that Maddie was visually impaired. Um, but she reached out to us and invited us to participate in the end of the year, like sports day. Uh-huh. And even though Maddie was not a student, she was still allowed to participate. And so we started coming to that. And it was such a positive experience. Um, Maddie was having a very difficult time in public school. And for I remember the first time that she came to one of those sports days, just it was like we walked into a family. And we, you know, Maddie fit right in. She didn't have to explain her needs to anybody. And, you know, they just, they just understood what she needed and she, she did very well. And, um, I still have pictures of that, that day. And she just had the biggest smile on her face where, you know, if she won a medal or even if she didn't, like she didn't care. It was just, it was just being the being, by, yeah, it was just the fact that she was there and felt like one of our, one of the own or one of our own. Absolutely. She wasn't the different one anymore. Right. And that was what, you know, she was always different in public school. And she was always the one, you know, the blind girl that needs help or whatever, whatever narrative they gave her. But at OSSB, she was just Maddie. And she, because all of that stigma was taken off of her, she could just figure out who she really was and what she was very good at and not great at and all of those things. So 
Maddie was still in public school when we started coming to those. Um, and I had toured OSSB several times. Um, Maddie was in a preschool program at the Nice Honor Center. Aha. And with, with Yachi, actually. It's they a were small world. Since about, I think they were about three. Maddie was three or maybe two. Maybe she was three, and I think Yachi was four, something around that age. But, um, yeah, she's known Yachi for that long, and so that's kind of how... So when we toured, we found Yachi, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is like your best friend from preschool. And um, just seeing how Yachi was excelling, and um, at this point, as a a parent, um, dealing with public schools, and, um, you know, it's, it's tough because it is, it's a challenging situation to put a special needs child into a public school. Um, my mom was an educator. Um, so I, I understood the situation pretty well and was willing to work with the school with, to make sure that Maddie had what she needed. But, but by, by the middle of fourth grade, I was done. I was done fighting. Um, we had a situation once where we had to put it into her IEP that she was able to use a cane around school because she had just, you know, gone through her OT so that she could, you know, start working with a cane. Right. So we had to put it in IEP, and the school would not allow her to actually have a cane full-time because they said that it would be considered a weapon. And sounded like they needed uh, training. They did. And I was just not, um, I was just so tired. I was tired of, of fighting for stuff like that, where, you All know. the small, small, minor yeah, details. Right. Like, it was just so minor. And, and I had to fight about it. And I was just so tired of it. So in the middle of fourth grade, I pulled Maddie out of public school called OSSB, and I think she started within about a week of that phone call. Um, they just moved everything along so quickly and got her in. And uh, Mr. Markham was the principal still when Maddie started. Good and, guy. Oh, he's incredible. Just so smart. And you know, I came in after, you know, four, four or five years of fighting of do, literally like there were no, for me and my like parental experience with public school, I had like very few positive ones. So I came from four years of doing nothing but fighting like the school district to get my kid what she needs. And the first IEP meeting, I sat down with Mr. Markham, and I was just like, I just thought I was going to have to fight, like, because that's what I've always had to do. Right. And I started arguing about something that nobody was arguing with me about. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just started an argument. I don't even remember what it was about, but nobody was fighting. And I just decided to start an argument. And he he just stopped me, and he's like, Miss Kupski? You just don't have to fight for this stuff. Like, this is standard. She's going to have large print text or whatever the situation was. And 
I was like, we don't even have to put it in here. He's like, no, like we already have all of those things. We already have all those capabilities. Yeah. And... Yeah. It was, and it just, I, I remember that day. I remember that feeling. I cried all the way home because it felt like a weight was lifted off. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't have to fight for dumb things. I'm always going to fight for my kid, but I didn't have to fight for dumb things. I, you know, like my experience as a parent for at OSSB was night and day. I have, I have like all positive experiences with OSSB. It was such an incredible school for her. And it's exactly what we both needed at this point in her life. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where she came from and how we got to OSSB. OSSB is definitely an amazing, an amazing place. Yes. Yes. No ifs, and ands, or buts. And I can't say enough about her. She's, I think she's, her title is parent outreach coordinator and she's built for it. Like she's so perfect for that role. So I hope you get, you can get her onto the podcast because she's, oh, she's incredible. I'm trying to reach as many people from OSSB that are still there or have retired or graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. fingers crossed. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Then next question yeah. is what are what are some of your favorite things about OSSB, whether it be in general or what have you? Sure. Um, I think I think the big one is just feeling like I finally had a partner with Maddie. Um, I Maddie has been raised by a single parent, um, you know, for pretty much her whole life. And so. It, it wasn't until OSSB that I felt like I finally had partners. Like there, if I was having a, a stressful time or, you know, sh- something that she was doing was causing me stress, I had a team of people that I could go and talk to. And I, I, <laughs> there was one time, I don't remember what she did, but there was some kind of, you know, she's in elementary school. So like behavior wise, it's not always awesome, but she right. did something. I don't remember what it was, but I came in because we were late to school that day. I had to be late to work. And, you know, it's just one of, one those, of those mornings that like, it's like everything's working against you. Right. And I go to sign her in and the receptionist, and I cannot remember her name. It was either, it was either Patty or. Uh, yes. Uh, is it Patty? Brown? It was Patty Miller or uh, Carol Whitus at the time. No, it was it's Patty Miller. Thank you. Um, she she was just like, have a seat, and I just burst into tears. She got me tissues. She got me a cup of coffee, and she just let me talk it out with her. Like she gave me mom advice. You know, she it had nothing to do with the school. Like everything at school was fine. It was just me being a parent and having to do it by myself. And, you know, she just let me, it was like, she didn't skip a beat. Like she just let me sit there and cry and take as long as I needed to. And gave, you know, she gave me some great advice and like, just like, it was like, she just became a partner in that point where I needed, I needed somebody to talk to. I didn't know what to do. 
when she was there. And I, that was, and that doesn't stop and like start and end at her. I could have sat with any of the staff and had that moment and they would have all reacted the same way because that's just the community that OSSB has created. It's family and, you know, family gets messy sometimes, but at the end of the day, the people in your corner are OSSB people. And it's, it's always been that way. So for sure, my interactions with the staff um, are, are definitely top of the, the list, but the things that I miss the most are my interactions with all of the students. Um, admittedly, and I think it's okay to talk about some of this stuff, is that it was, it was, a, it was very difficult for me to transition from a sighted world, which is the only world that I know, into right. a, a blind world. And things that I didn't expect to happen are things like personal space. Um, personal space is like is is just a different concept when you're ta- when you um, are talking to somebody. They want to be very close to you so they can see you, right. or they are or they are touching you, and that is something that I had to really struggle with because it's so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to how to interact in this world. So it took me a minute to kind of get my my bearings and like also figure out how to have boundaries without being offensive and all of those things. Um, As I'm sure it does with everybody else who comes in too. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a common discussion amongst um, like decided people in at OSSB is like figuring out how to navigate the whole personal space um, situation. But once I kind of like figured all of that out, I was able to really start connecting with the students. Um, and I just love the students. I miss them so much. Um, I miss walking into the, into a school and being like, just all I hear is mama Jenny, mama Jenny, or, you know, just, I miss it so much. Um, or mama Kupski. Or mama Kupski. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just the students changed, absolutely changed my life. Um, it's so cliche to say this, but like learning to see the world from someone else's perspective, um, and especially someone who isn't, um, they're not gaining their knowledge their of the world, their, their worldly knowledge from visual cues, which is what most of us do. We take in the world through what we view. And so they're, they're learning things in different ways. And so it was, it was, it was both challenging and just such a unique opportunity for me to learn from people who are absorbing the world in such a different way than I do. And so I think that is definitely one of the big takeaways from our time at OSSB is both my interactions with the staff and everything that I've learned from the students are definitely um, the things that I've taken away the most from OSSB. Well, that's good. OSSB is definitely a family-oriented organization. Yes, absolutely. The minute I stepped in the doors, it immediately felt like a family. Even though yep. I was in second grade, I still remember that feeling. Of course, absolutely. It's it's what distinguishes OSSB from 
other education um, experiences because so Maddie um, started in public school and I know OSSB is technically a public school. It's a state funded school, but you have to have qualifiers obviously in order to attend. So it feels a little bit more like a private school, but so she started out in public school, went to OSSB and then transferred out um, at the, in her 10th grade, at her 10th grade year back into public school. And so we, we kind of sandwiched this in. Um, and I tell you, it's, it's a hundred percent. I think at OSSB, it's family first, education second. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, because what their, their goal is really to, to take care of not only the student, but every aspect of the student's life. And many of the students actually stay on campus in the dorms. And so you have to create a family environment because many of of the students kind of feel like they're being raised there. And, um, and I tell you, it's just such, it's so ingrained into the culture that um, I felt, I always felt very warm and accepted there. My daughter did as well. And, um, yeah, I have nothing but great memories of OSSB. Me too. Good. Well, of course, how could you when it's typically 99.9% nothing but good? I mean, we do right. have those bad days and times where people or staff leave or students graduate. But sure. in essence, we're all a family, whether you're still there or not. Yep. Well, and I think it's important to, I mean you know, things happen because when you do have a, such a family focus, like you do get very close to people. And so things, things, you know, sometimes drama happens, of course, like, because you have students from age kindergarten, all through, through seniors, you have such a, a variety of age, ages. And so there's different elements that come with that, that can make things challenging. And so of course there's good days and bad days, but you work through it as family. And that's a, the big difference that I found with OSSB is that conflict or certain situations just weren't handled status quo. It was handled as family. And um, it it makes a big difference. Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. All right. One more question in this line of questions, and then we'll move on to the next one. This yeah. may be relatively about the same as the last one, but we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think makes OSSB so special? What is it about the school that... Yeah. Um, Well, I can tell you that when I was touring it, um, before we actually became a part of OSSB, the thing that stood out to me was the pool. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of times there. Except yes. for when it caught fire, but we'll <laughs> pass on that one. Right? Yeah, it's just I was just it was I was shocking that that was a part of gym class and that because I my daughter is very athletic and but at the same time like given very very few chances in school because in public school she was viewed mostly as what she can't do or what they perceived her as not being able to do versus right. like she's actually a pretty incredible athlete she her eyes just don't work 
So it doesn't mean she can't do something. So the pool stood out to me as a, as a person who's not involved. And then as the more we like became invested into OSSB, um, I'll tell you the awe of the pool never goes away. <laughs> it's still cool. It's still something that I was just so shocked that a school still offered that on the, on their direct campus and right. that she had that opportunity every week to swim and, um, Strange fact for those listening, visually impaired people have an aptitude for swimming. It's something that they are naturally good at, even though they can't see um, or see very well in the water. They have an aptitude for swimming. So if you ever get a chance to go see visually impaired people swim, do it. It is worth it. It's phenomenal. It's still one of my favorite memories from OSSB is Maddie being on the swim team. Um, so for sure, check check them out. They're amazing. <laughs> but yeah, the pool is still is still jumps out at me. But um, the camaraderie amongst the students, the and then just the undying passion of the staff. Um, one teacher, Maddie, never actually directly had her, but OSSB, it kind of doesn't matter. She's still everybody's teacher, Mrs. Butler, because she's been there. What is it, Brendan? Like fifty-three years? Um, I think so. I'd have to pull up the article that was recently done on her, but I believe yeah. so. She's eighty around. or ninety and has no plans of retirement. So, right. if that tells right. you how dedicated she is, yes, yeah. And even people who do retire come back, and you know, Miss Agler, who was on your first episode. Like she retired, but she can't has come back, and she's still volunteering as a marching assistant. Um, you know, many of the students who graduate come back and serve the community in some way. It's um, there's a there's a passion to that's unparalleled that we in our experience is unparalleled in in any other educational experience. The the dedication of the staff and the students to OSSB is Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I 100% agree. Awesome. There's no place like it. Well, I'm sure the other school for the blinds are like it, but I wouldn't know having never attended. So, <laughs> Yeah, I do think they are because when we've traveled for sports, they, um, they, they, we get the same vibe. It's very, very family focused. And I think anytime you have dorms with students and um, especially if they're younger kids, um, it's just going to be the natural inclination to make it family. And so, yeah, that's, I loved um, Tennessee school for the blind. Definitely felt like that. Kentucky, Wisconsin, we've been to several and it's, it's always been that same feeling. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least it's somewhat consistent. Yeah. All right. Now, you were a uh, marching assistant for Correct. a little while. For one, just for one year. So, when you first heard about the marching band, what were <laughs> some of your thoughts that <laughs> went through your mind? Yeah. Um, I thought it was super cool. Um because 
I, well, I went to a small private school um, for high school, and we did not have marching band. We just didn't have enough students. Or we actually didn't have a football team. Um, and at that time, because, I mean, I'm not that old, but, you know, it's been a minute <laughs> since I've It's been, been a while. School. It's been a little while, yeah. Um, but we, around that time, marching band didn't exist for any other reason than to play, like, football games. And so now there's a whole bunch of different marching band programs that so, like, just because you don't have a football program doesn't mean schools don't have marching bands. So, but that is different. That has changed since I've graduated. And um, so when I heard that there was a marching band, I just, I was excited. I was excited for Maddie to participate. Um, I learned, I played several musical instruments. And so band was such a big part of my life growing up that I was so excited that she wanted to also do that. And I, because she was so like deeply involved in the athletics, I thought it was beneficial for her to also be in the marching well band. Balanced. Yeah. And, and part of the music program as well. And, um, and so, yeah. So when, when I heard about the band, I was excited. I had like a small little midlife crisis. I'm like, how am I, how am I old enough to have a kid in a marching band? Like, I'm going to be a band mom. And I don't know why that thought was so daunting to me, but it was until I heard them. I remember the first time that I like had, I came to pick her up after practice and they were working on parade formation. Uh Aha. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the first time in like the, and you guys just started marching down and I heard the cadence and, you know, just, and, and I just had the chill, like the chills came and I was like, Oh, okay, it's not going to be so bad to be a band mom. Like, I can do this. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it was it was incredible. So then I think it was Maddie, um, was it, I think it was her freshman year that I was a marching assistant. And I did it because there was a need. There was a need for, they, they needed more people. I'd never marched before, but it turns out it doesn't matter because the way that um, Jeff teaches you, the pat like it's so easy to pick up, right? And they're very patient with the marching assistants as well as the students. And so, um, one more yeah, time, yes, yeah, one more time, right? <laughs> Jeff's favorite saying. Oh my goodness! But it works. Repetition and just practicing it over and over and over again, it did. It made a big difference. And the the cool thing about OSSB's marching band is that they only practice once a week together. I mean, they have band practice every day during school, but as right. far as, like, group marching practice, it's only once a week. Um, from, like, seven, from, like, 5.30 to 7.30. Correct. It's only two hours, one time a week. And so when you, when you think of that versus where when Maddie went to Dublin practice was um, five days a week after school, they had, they had the games on Friday and then oftentimes they would have competition on Saturday. And so sometimes it was six days a week of commitment to band. And um, so then you, you look at the OSSB band who, who only gets, because of the dynamics of the of the school
schools, they really can only do one practice a week. Um, most either live on campus or um, go home in the evenings. And so when you have that kind of, it just makes things really challenging. And so when you listen to them play and see them march, then knowing the quality of what they're putting out, like that from one practice a week, it's crazy. They're, the students are so talented. Um, the marching assistants are some of the best people that walk the earth too. Like they're so good. I would agree. Yeah. It's definitely the students that make the band. It's very cool. Marching band or the marching assistants are just there to guide them to their spots. Basically. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Without, without running into anybody. Right. (laughs) That helps. (laughs) That's, when I'm the merging assistant, the crashes happen quite often, but <laughs> I try to keep damage to a minimum. Right. <laughs> and then there's Jeff's famous lookout drill, as we call it. The, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about the lookout drill. <laughs> that one's always an interesting one. Uh-huh. To see if anybody runs into each other or goes between the wrong people or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Now, you were a marching assistant when we marched with with the OSU marching band, correct? No, that was Maddie's first year. No, it uh, it was her first year in band, so it was her seventh grade year. Uh Um, And so I was not a marching assistant, but I did get to go to the game. Um, A friend of mine generously donated his ticket to me so that I could actually be there in person. Um, so I did get to see it live. That was oh, amazing. Let me tell you. So my friend was a student at the time that he, um, when he, when this, when the band marched. And so he, this ticket that he gave me was in the student section, uh-huh. which I didn't Like, as long as I was there, I didn't care where I sat. Right. So here's this, like, gosh, I was, I think I was 30. Like, I was so young, but I was still old. Like, I was way too old to sit in the student section, but I was still, like, but way too young to have a student on the field is really what I'm. Right. (laughs) So, and I'm trying to record it, but it was, like, I was so emotional. Like, I literally could not stop crying. (laughs) And it wasn't, it was just, it was like one of those cries that like you try to stifle, you know, cause you know, like it's so, I'm not in the place. Like, why is, why would anybody be sitting in the student section crying, watching this? And like, right. I was sobbing. Like, <laughs> so the whole video is just shaking up and down cause I could not control myself and it's completely unusable, but it's still like one of my favorite things. Just like, the whole day was so emotional. The OSU marching band were so gracious and so welcoming. Like they went above and beyond to make our students feel welcome and valued and loved. And Oh my word. It was, I mean, it was absolutely life-changing. It was Maddie fell in love with the sport of marching and she fell in love with the OSU marching band and it, yeah. 100% life-changing. I would agree. Being on the field, marching with the rest of us and them, I'll never forget Uh, it. 
I bet. Yeah. And we still have photos of it on our wall because we love it so much. And the uh, cool thing is the current mm-hmm. band director for OSU wants us to come back and do it again. I heard that. Ah, that would be so exciting. Yeah. That would be very exciting for the current and upcoming students. Oh my gosh. If it if it has this I mean and I know it will because I we know the OSU marching band will do everything they can to just like pour over the over the kids to make them feel welcome and and celebrated and all of those things like as much as it changed the lives of those students who marched it before, I know it would have the same effect on on the new class and yeah, that's very exciting for those kids. Yes, it is. Um, now, you went to D.C. for the uh, National Memorial Day Parade, correct? Yes, I went as a chaperone. I still wasn't a marching assistant. Um, They're all, all the band trips are starting to run together. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've yes, been gone for so long. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I did go to D.C. as a chaperone and um, had so much fun. I think I it's the first time that I chaperoned, uh, like, officially. Um, like, I've always gone with the students for sports trips, but I was never, like, an official chaperone. So, like, I didn't have to be the adult in the, in the situation. <laughs> right. But this time I was, like, responsible for people and... One of the things that everybody really wanted to make sure that all of the kids did was ride the Metro. And I'm telling you, I about had an ulcer. I was like, I get that it's a great experience and that they need to learn public transportation, but like. Trying to get all of. All blind kids on the Metro before the doors close. I was like, somebody's going to fall in the tracks. I know it. And it's going to be my fault. Like I was so convinced <laughs> something <laughs> bad was going to happen and it was going to be my fault and I was going to like end up in the newspaper like the girl that let the kid fall on it like something was going to happen but no absolutely nothing happened the students were well way more composed than I was because I was a nervous wreck having to be responsible for people (laughs) (laughs) but it was amazing do you remember um the concert at the Capitol yes and like we got to see Gloria Stefan and Colin Powell was there. And I was like, what the heck is happening in our lives? Like it was. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan was there. Yes. Gary Sinise was there. Yeah. Cause he does. Yeah. That's his thing every year to do the, for Memorial day. So yeah, it was amazing. It was, I would do it again. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think that's about it on my questions. Those last few I kind of came up with because yeah, the ones on the page are different. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add or any yeah. story, well, any other stories you may have that yeah. you want to share? Sure. Um, I think for coming from a perspective that I'm not a staff, I've, was never on staff at OSSB. I'm not an alumni. Um, I'm not visually impaired in any way. Like, so coming simply as a parent, um, and if 
you know, there's any parents that are listening who are thinking about putting their student into OSSB and are just not sure, um, you know, it may not be forever. It wasn't forever for Maddie. She didn't graduate from OSSB, but the experience that we had at OSSB, it's worth, it's absolutely worth it. Um, like I said, you, you find a partner in your child's education. And when you're navigating, you're, you're, you're raising a, a student who has different needs than you do. You're raising somebody who, um, you know, has different educational needs, all of those things. Like it's such a difficult world to navigate. Um, and so to partner with people who understand the needs, do this every single day and to just partner with them is so empowering. And it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling to know that you're not alone in this journey. And so parents, I would encourage you to really look at OSSB as an option for your child. Um, and just for us, I know the, the phrase least restrictive environment is always like ground into your head. Um, that that's what you want for your child. And that's true. You always want the least restrictive environment for their education, but it became a point where, um, her being in public school was the most restricted environment because doubt was always so prevalent and nobody ever saw her as Maddie. They just saw her as the blind girl. And, um, that narrative completely shifted when we went to OSSB. And so, um, it was the least restrictive environment for Madison. So I encourage everybody to really look at OSSB and, um, and just give it a chance. And I think you're going to, you're going to find the experience to be positive, just like we found. And like so many others that you've heard on the, on the podcast have found it's, it's really an incredible place. Yes, it is. I would agree. Having, go, having attended from 2004 to 2016 when I graduated, I definitely right. agree. <laughs> yep, you were there a while, yeah. I was one of the veterans. That's or, great. Yep. Or I don't think there are too many of those left, but you never know. You never know. Um, Any other stories or memories that stick out? From um, some of the favorite, my favorite memories were of the Christmas dinner, like before the before the winter the concert, before the winter concert. Yeah. And we would always like everybody would get so dressed up and we would have a catered dinner provided by the school. Yep. Provided everybody by the, the OSSB staff. Yeah. Kitchen staff. It, it was awesome. It was such a fun tradition. And some of the, those were some of my favorite times to just, again, it just feels like you're sitting with family and, and because some of the students live at, on campus throughout the week, oftentimes I would know the student, but have never met the parent right? because, you know, they're only coming on Friday to pick them up or whatever, whatever the case may be. And so it was always a really good time for to meet, me to meet the other, the, the other parents, um, many of whom I'm still in touch with today. Um, you know, we're just because the, the school part has ended. I mean, our, we still have the kid and they're still legally blind and all of those things. 
And so we can still rely on each other for support, um, even though we're not a direct part of OSSB anymore. I'm still in touch with quite a few of those parents. So we've kind of created our own little support system. So, Right. Yeah. Just, be- just because the school part has ended or has ended doesn't mean the family aspect of it has to. Correct. You're exactly right. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Hmm. Do you have anything else you want to add? Or um, have I picked your brain? <laughs> <laughs> well, I always have more things to talk about, but um, those are the probably the big highlights of, of OSSB and, um, the cool thing is, is you'll have to tune in next week because next week you're going to hear my daughter and she'll get to give you a different perspective on student life versus parent life um, because I think that's really important too. So tune in next week. <laughs> right. Tune in next week. That's right. <laughs> Don't miss these two back-to-back episodes. Yes. Mother and daughter. Killing it. Right. At pod- <laughs> and then the host who's just winging it <laughs> that's right he's just killing it just, yeah or You're something along those lines thank you it's fun to do i'm glad you're doing this because i think it you know it's such a it is such a family and i know we said it a hundred times but it's so true so being able to sit back and listen to people and their experiences is really fun so i'm glad you're doing it Thanks. It's fun to do. And it adds, well, it kind of adds to the podcast that the school currently does. Yes. Yeah. In a way, even though they're by no means connected. But. Right. (laughs) I mean, they have alumni come on, but I don't think they have parents and marching assistants and what have you. So this is more of a broad. Yeah. Well, because it's still a part of the experience, right? You know, I may not, yeah. It's and I think it's important, and I think, especially as a what I when I wanted when I was coming into this, I really was just remembering my research of OSSB, and I would I looked up everything I could find on the internet, and so I'm hoping somebody finds this episode if they're thinking about putting their their kid in school, or if you know if you have a relative or a family who has. Um, who has a child who's visually impaired and maybe they don't know about OSSB and they just happen to find this. Like, so definitely check them out They're If they're athletic, the sports is unbelievable. The programs for sports is so good. Um, the music is incredible. The it's just such a great experience. So. Right. And, and that's if you're in the state of Ohio, if you're in other Correct. states, contact your other state school for the blinds. Right. Not every state has one, but most, m- many of the states do. And so, yeah, right. you'll find resources in your state. Yep. Google is your friend. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that'll do it for this episode. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for coming on this week's episode. Thank you so much for having me, Brendan. It was a blast. No problem. Um, 
don't forget to follow us on iHeartRadio or whatever other app you use to get your podcasts on. We are there, I am sure. I have pushed us out to every known podcast platform. So find us, follow us. And if the podcast app app doesn't have the capability to give us reviews, go to our Facebook page by searching in OSSB Inside and Out Podcast. It should be the first and only thing that pops up. And give us a review on there. Until next time, we'll see you next time. Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. (laughs) Thanks for joining us this week on OSSB Inside and Out. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for OSSB Inside and Out Podcast. Make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. What's up? Ohio Jones here. There's lots of famous Joneses out there, but I'm the one who realized there's treasure to be found all over Ohio. For example, there's this new Ohio lottery scratch-off I play called Treasure Hunt. No fights, no whips, no dangerous traps, just way better odds of hitting it big. And at only five bucks, every excursion is super affordable. So yeah, I might not be the most famous of Joneses, but I am the one they're all trying to keep up with. Play Treasure Hunt and have your own adventurous fun today. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.